opportunity Seize everything you ever wanted In one moment Did you capture it? Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on. That has absolutely nothing to do, but it's Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Tupac. I actually like those. I actually like those guys. And I just wanted to have them on an episode. I wanted to have them in there. So I got intrigued and I put them on there. It's just, I, I like their songs and I like, and I like them as artists. The thing that I wanted to touch on and wanted to get into as much as I could or as deeply as I could is the Olympics in honor of Beijing and all the games before. Something that's just very, very interesting to me. And one thing that has never really mattered, has never mattered much to me at all for any reason is, and it seems to matter to the rest of the world in it because the rest of the world record, re records it and takes account of it, is metal count. That doesn't matter anything to me. Like... It doesn't matter what the count of how many medals a country has. It just it doesn't. It's what's more important is how the athletes perform. And the pride of marching under marching under the flag, marching under the Olympic flag and then their nation's flag and to be able to stand up and to represent themselves and represent their nation in events that they're good at and things that they're that they love doing, things that they're just awesome at is an incredible honor to march in the parade of nations an incredible honor to be able to do that and just to march and just i can i can't imagine how cool that is and how like i said how much of an how much of an honor that would be and just how unbelievably awesome that is so i've tried to dig into the olympics as much as i can and get as much information about them as i can and I wanted to mention something and just touch on something that I probably should have touched more on, but I didn't and haven't, um, is I wanted to pay a huge amount of respect and a huge amount of honor and mention that one of my producers, Cirrus, is a figure skater. It's what she's done her whole life. It's what she's extremely, I've seen her, I've been there and seen her do it. She's extremely good at it, like Olympic good. Um, she can do, uh, I believe they're called sow cows. Um, she can do triple flips, toe loops. I'm losing on some of the names, but it looks, it's Olympic. It looks Olympic what she does. And she says, and I've heard, I've, I've told her and a lot of people have told her, you're so good at it. You're so well versed and so expert at it. Why don't you compete for the U.S. Olympic team? Why don't you try to become an Olympian and join that way 
And her response is because she doesn't want to. She doesn't do this because she wants to compete. She doesn't want to compete. It, it's, it's something that she enjoys doing. It's a pastime for her and, 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 experience, and a thing of joy and something that makes her happy. And her whole thing is the minute that you do something that's fun for you, the minute it becomes uh, um, experiment or not experiment, a competition. That's the word I, was, I just said that I couldn't get to say again for some weird reason. The minute it becomes a competition, it becomes hard. It becomes a task and almost a job. And she doesn't want that. She doesn't want it to become that. And that that would take all the joy, just suck all the joy out of it for her. And she doesn't, like I said, she doesn't want that. She wants to keep doing it for to for herself to be joyful and to to get love and joy out of it. And she wants to her her daughter and her wife are extremely impressed. And she wants to make them happy. And she wants to make herself happy. And her family, her sister, her twin sister, and her mother and her mother-in-law, she wants to make them happy. And she does it for them. And what greater joy, what greater wonder is there in the world for anything that you do that to do something just for yourself, to make yourself happy, and to make the people that you love, and to make the people around you happy? What greater joy is there than that? And it's... So I applaud that. I strongly applaud that. But it's just, and I'm not going to, I would never deny this, but I'm not going to deny this and not say that what she does, seeing her skate, is incredibly cool and really impressive. She is very good. Picture an Olympian, like at the end of her routine, pull it when she pulls her, her arms and her legs together and spins really quickly. She does that. She can do that. The triple toe loops and the triple flips. She can jump in the air and flip around and spin around in the air. She does that. And like I said, she's done that because she's done it her whole life. It's a pastime of joy. And it's so, it's so incredibly cool. And I've been there. I've seen her do it. And I've been there with her wife and her daughter when we were just hanging out. And I've seen, I've seen the, the joy in their faces the pride in their faces and her daughter just keeps is just applauding and cheering going yay or yee mommy and she's cheering her on it's just that's the kind of joy she goes for and that's the kind of thing that's so cool so it also made me want to dig more into like i said the olympic games and the history of all them and it's it's, it's kind of it's just very very cool and they're they, as we all know, they're leading international sporting events featuring summer and winter sports competitions in which thousands of athletes from around the world participate in a variety of competitions. The games are considered the world's foremost sporting competition with more than 200 nations. The Olympic Games are normally held every four years, alternating between the Summer and Winter Olympics every two years in the four-year period. The creation was inspired by the ancient Olympic Games of Athens, held in Olympia, Greece from the 8th century BC to the 4th century AD. Baron Pierre de Coubertin founded the International Olympic Committee in 1894, 
leading to the first modern games in Athens in 1896. The IOC is the governing body, International Olympic Committee is what IOC means, is the governing body of the Olympic movement with the Olympic Charter defining its structure and authority. The evolution of the Olympic movement during the 20th and 21st centuries has resulted in several changes to the Olympic Games. Some of these adjustments including the, include the creation of the Winter Olympic Games for snow and ice sports, the Paralympic Games for athletes with disabilities, and the Youth Olympic Games for athletes aged 14 to 18. The five continental and the the five continental games, Pan American, African, Asian, European, and Pacific, and the world games for sports that are not con contested in the Olympic Games. The IOC also endorses, endorses the Deaf Olympics and the Special Olympics. The IOC has needed to adapt to a variety of economic, political, and technological advancements. The abuse of amateur rules by the Eastern Bloc nations prompted the IOC to shift away from pure amateurism as envisioned by Coubertin to the acceptance of professional athletes participating at the Games. The growing importance of acceptance of professional athletes participating in the Games has Mass media has had mass media and created the issue of co of corporate sponsorship and general commercialization of the games. World wars led to the cancellation of the 1960 1960 of the 1916. What world war occurred in 1960? This is what happens when you rely primarily on your notes. <laughs> the 1916, 1940 in 1944 Olympics. Large-scale boycotts during the Cold War limited participation in 1980 and 1984 Olympics. And of course, the 2020 Olympics were postponed until 2021 as a result of the pandemic. Olympic movement consists of international sports federations, national Olympic committees, and organization committees for each specific Olympic game. As the decision-making body, the IOC is responsible for choosing the host city for each game and organizes and funds the games according to the Olympic Charter. The IOC also de determines the Olympic program, consisting of the sports to be contested at the games. There are several Olympic rituals and symbols, such as the Olympic flag and the torch, as well as the opening and closing ceremonies. Over 14,000 athletes competed at the 2016 Summer Olympics and 2018 Winter Olympics combined, with 35 different sports and over 400 events. The first, second, and third place finishers in each event received the gold, silver, and bronze medals. Now, delving back to Olympia, and maybe in the uh, podcast Facebook committee, I'll include, I'll include, there's a picture of what the stadium looked like. Well, what the stadium modern, the modern, the modern, the stadium looks like in modern times from what it was back in ancient Olympia. The ancient Olympics were religious and athletic festivals held every four years at the sanctuary of Zeus in Olympia, Greece. 
Competition was among representatives of several city-states and the kingdoms of ancient Greece. These games featured mainly athletic but also combat, combat sports such as wrestling and the, and the pancration P-A-N-K-R-A-T-I-O-N pancration horse and chariot racing events it has been widely written that during the games all all conflicts among the participating city-states were postponed until the games were finished this cessation of hostilities was known as the olympic peace or the olympic truce this idea is is a modern myth because the Greeks never suspended their wars. The truce did allow those religious pilgrims who were traveling to Olympia to pass through warring territories unattacked because they were protected by Zeus. The origin of the Olympics is shrouded in mystery and legend. One of the most popular myths identifies Her identifies Heracles, 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 Heracles and his father Zeus as the, as the progenitors of the games. According to legend, it was Heracles, Heracles, I keep, there I go mispronouncing his name, Heracles, who first called the games Olympic and established the custom of holding them every four years. The myth continues that after Heracles completed his 12 labors, he built the Olympic Stadium as an honor to Zeus. Following its completion, he walked in a straight line for 200 steps and called this distance a stadion, which later became a unit of distance. The most widely accepted inception date for the ancient Olympic Games is 776 BC. This is based on inscriptions found at Olympia listing the winners of a foot race held every four years starting in 776 BC. The ancient games featured running events, a pentathlon consisting of a jumping event, discus, and a javelin throws, a foot race, and wrestling. Boxing, wrestling, pen pancration, pancration, what? I just said it, why am I having trouble with it now? Pancration and equestrian events. Tradition has it that that. Corobius, a cook from the city of Elis, was the first Olympic champion. The Olympics were of fundamental religious importance, featuring sporting events alongside ritual sacrifices honoring both Zeus and Pelops, a divine hero and the mythical king of Olympus, Olympia. Pelops was famous for his chariot race with King with King O-E-N-O-M-A-U-S of Pisatis. The winners of the events were admired and immortalized in poems and statues. The games were held every four years, and this period, known as the Olympiad, was used by Greeks as one of their units of time. The games were a part of a cycle known as the Panhellenic Games, which included which included the, Py the Pythian Games, the Nemean Games, and the Isthmian Games. The Olympic Games reached the height of their success in the 6th and 5th centuries BC, but then they gradually declined in importance as the Romans gained power and influence within Greece. 
While there is no scholarly consensus as to when the games officially ended, the most, commonly, the most commonly held date is 393 AD, when the, conquer, when the Emperor Theodosius I decreed that all pagan cults and practices be eliminated. Another date commonly cited is 426 AD, when his successor, Theodosius II, ordered the destruction of all Greek temples. Various uses of the term Olympic, and this is jumping up to the modern games. Various uses of the term Olympic to describe athletic events in the modern era have been documented since the 17th century. The first such event was the Cotswold Games, or Cotswold Olympic Games, an annual meeting near the Chipping, Chipping Camp, Campton, England, involving various sports. It was first organized by the lawyer Robert Dover between 1612 and 1642, when several, when several later celebrations leading up to the present day. The British Olympic Association, in its bid for the 2012 Olympic Games in London, mentioned these games as the first stirrings of Britain's Olympic beginnings. La Olympiade de la République de la République a national Olympic festival held annually from 1796 to 1798 in revolutionary France also attempted to emulate the ancient Olympic Games. The competition included several disciplines from the ancient Greek Olympics. The 1796 Games also marked the introduction of the metric system into sport. What's very, very interesting, and my producers have been there have been to Greece, it's where they honeymooned. My producers have been to Greece once. Like I said, it's where they honeymooned. And they're going back again in the fall. And they're going they're taking their daughter to 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 Greece. And one of the places that they're going is they're well first they're going into Athens. they're flying into Athens. And then they're going to they're going to Olympia to see the they're gonna show their daughter the ancient Olympic games where the stadium was. And they're going to show her the Acropolis. They're going to show her the Parthenon on the Acropolis. They're going to show her all the famous ancient sites within Greece. And as I've done one episode previously before on Greece and the Greek history, Greece is a very interesting place. It goes back so far. There's so much really cool, really interesting history to dig into. It's just a lot of fun and very, very, very cool. And they're going. They're going to show all this to her because they want, as they've said, they want to show their daughter. They want to raise their daughter in the world. They don't want to raise her just in the country that she was born in. They want to raise her in a world, and they want to show her the world outside of her front door. The world that she's used to, and the world that she's that she's going to be used to, and the world that she's going to to be a part of, and they want her to experience everything, primarily everything that was before her, before her mommies. She, they want her to experience all that. So they're one of the places they're going to Greece, and they have both said they love Greece, huge, huge fan of it. There's that allergy cough I keep talking about that happens all the time. 
they want her to experience that they want her to see the majesty that created the world that we are today and they want her to love Greece as much as they do like I said they honeymoon there so it's very they want they want her to see all that and they want her to get back into the history and the history of the Olympics since it started there because they both like me they love the Olympics and then in and going back into its history more or at least the modern history as far as I can dig up in 1834 and 36 the Olympic Games were held in Ramiosa Ramiosa and and sorry for butchering that name there in and an additional in Stockholm Sweden in 1843 all organized by Gustav Johann Chartro Chartro and others at most 2,500 spectators saw the games. In 1850, an Olympian class was started by William Penny, William Penny, will take five, William Penny Brooks at Much Wenlock, in Shropshire, England. In 1859, Brooks changed the name to the Wenlock Olympian Games. This annual sports festival continues to this day. The Wenlock Olympian Society was founded by Brooks on November 15, 1860. Between 1862 and 67, Liverpool held an annual Grand Olympic Festival devised by John Hulley and Charles Melly. These games were the first to be wholly amateur in nature and international in outlook. Only by gentlemen amateurs, only according to their rules, could, gentlemen, could what they called gentlemen amateurs compete. The program of the first modern Olympiad in Athens in 1896 was almost identical to that of the Liverpool Olympics. In 1865, Hulley, Brooks, and E.G. Ravenstein founded the National Olympic Association in Liverpool, a forerunner of the current British Olympic Association. Its articles of foundation provided the framework for the International Olympic Charter. In 1866, a National Olympic Games in Great Britain was organized at London's Crystal Palace. Greek interest in reviving the Olympic Games began with the Greek War Independent of Independence from the Ottoman Empire in 1821. It was first proposed by a poet and newspaper editor, Pan Panagiotis, in his poem Dialogue of the Dead, published in 1833. Evangelos Zappas, a wealthy Greek-Roman philanthropist, first wrote to King Otto of Greece in 1856, offering to fund a permanent revival of the Olympic Games. Zappas sponsored the first Olympic Games in 1859, which was held in an Athens city, in, a, in an Athens city square. Athletes participated from Greece and the Ottoman Empire. Zappas founded the re restoration of the ancient Panathenic Panath Stadium so that it could host all future Olympic Games. The stadium hosted the Olympics from eight in 1870 and in 1875. 30,000 spectators attended the Games in 1870, though no official attendance records were available for the 1875 Games. In 1890, 
after attending the Olympic Games of the, at, of the Wenlock Olympian Society, Baron Pierre de Coubertin was inspired to found the International Olympic Committee. Coubertin built on the ideas and work of Brooks and Zappas with the aim of establishing international rotating Olympic Games that would occur every four years. He presented these ideas during the first Olympic Congress of the newly created International Olympic Committee. This meeting was, was held from June 16th to 23rd in 1894 at the University of Paris on the auspices of the IOC sorry on the last day <laughs> got tangled up there on the last day of the Congress it was decided that the first Olympic Games would come under the auspices of the IOC and would take place in Athens in 1896 the IOC elected the Greek writer Demetrius Vikalos as its first president The first games held under the auspices of the IOC were hosted at the Panathenic Stadium in Athens. The games brought together 14 nations and 241 athletes who competed in 43 events. <coughs> Zappas and his cousin Konstantinos Zappas had left the Greek government a trust to fund future Olympic Games. This trust was used to help finance the 1896 Games. George Averoff contributed generously for the refurbishment of the stadium in preparation for the Games. And in the uh, in the podcast Facebook community, got tongue-tied for a second there. I will include a picture of the opening ceremony from in the Panath- Panathenic. Panathenic Stadium from April 6th of 1896. The trust that was created was was used to help was used to further help us refurbish the stadium and establish the games. Greek officials and the public were enthusiastic about the experience of hosting an Olympic game. This feeling was shared by the many by many of the athletes who even demanded that Athens be the permanent Olympic host city. The IOC intended for the subsequent games to be rotated into various cities around the world. The second Olympics were held in Paris. After the success of the 1896 games, the Olympics entered a period of stagnation, which threatened its survival. The Olympics held at the Paris Exposition in 1900, and the Louisiana Purchase the, and Louisiana Purchase Exposition at St. Louis in 1904 failed to attract much participation or notice. Of the 650 athletes in the 1904 Olympics, 580 were Americans. The winner of the marathon was later disqualified upon discovery of a photograph of him riding in a car during the race. Yeah, that would make perfect sense how that would disqualify him. You're not actually competing or go or or part- competing and participating in the race. You're just shortcutting it. That makes sense why he was why he was disqualified. The games rebounded with the 1906 inter intercalated 
Games. So-called because they were the second Olympics to take place within the third Olympiad, which were held in Athens. These games attracted a broad international field of participants and generated a great deal of public interest, making the beginning of a rise in both the popularity and the size of the Olympics. The 1906 games were officially recognized by the IOC at the time, although not any longer, and no intercalated games have been held since. The Winter Olympics was created to feature snow and ice sports that were logistically impossible to hold during the summer games. Figure skating and ice hockey in 1920 were featured as an Olympic events at the summer at the Summer Olympics. Wow. At the Summer Olympics, that just stuns even me. The IOC desired to expand the list of sports to encompass other winter activities. At the 1921 Olympic Congress in in Lausanne, it was decided to hold a winter version of the Olympic Games. Winter Sports Week, it was actually 11 days, was held in 1924 in Chamonix, France, with, in connection with the Paris Games held three months later. This event became the first Winter Olympic Games. Although it was intended that the same country host both the Winter and Summer Games in a given year, this idea was quickly abandoned. The idea mandated that the Winter Games be celebrated every four years in the same year as their summer counterpart. This tradition was upheld through the 1992 Games in Albertville, France. After that, beginning with the 1994 Games, the Winter Olympics were held every four years, two years after the Summer Olympics. That, I knew, I knew it was after 92. I'm, I was a little fuzzy, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that it was the was Albertville, but I was a little fuzzy. I'm yeah. I had a feeling that ninety four that ninety four might have been in France. I just didn't know if it was Albertville or not. I'm pretty sure it was Albertville, but I just didn't remember if it was ninety four or which ninety year it was. And it has the ability. And the abilities and the strength, not just physical, but mental strength of any and all of these athletes to be able to do what they love doing is incredible to to be able to do this, not just on any stage of within their own nation, but on an international stage where everybody all over the world is looking at you and seeing you and observing what you're doing. You can easily be called an Olympic champion. That's what you are. And what I always wanted to to show everyone and to have everyone here, I think it's going to be it's it's not short, but I'll have I'll play for you the one of the Olympic themes that John Williams composed for the Olympic ceremonies that got to be televised that are televised. It's just, it really sounds prophetic, and it's really awesome and really cool. And I'll stick it in here just so you can get a chance to listen to it. So, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for hanging around and hanging around with me. Listen, hang around for a little bit more in the end here.
check out the best podcast and best YouTube channel out there. True, true friends of this podcast. Check out Fantastic Cruising over on Apple Podcasts and all your favorite podcasting devices and services. Give them a five-star review. Head on over to YouTube. Look up Fantastic Studios. Give them a five-star review and give them comments. They'll love that to death. They are the greatest podcast out there. Give them a shout out. Want to check out the best travel vlogger and videos anywhere? Go to Atlantic City, Disney, Six Flags, all along the Atlantic City boardwalk, and go to Vegas. Check out the New York channel, N-U-Y-A-W-K, on YouTube. You will be thoroughly impressed and thoroughly entertained. You will love every second of what you're seeing. Go to YouTube and check out N-U-Y-A-W-K. You'll love what you're seeing. You'll enjoy every second of it. Want to check out the environment, the climate, the planet, and everything we can do to have an impact on it? Check out City Climate Corner. On all the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcast, Spotify, on everything. You won't be disappointed. You'll enjoy and love what you're listening to. Mm-hmm.